0: Welcome back to Show Talk Podcast, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. We are back with another episode of Melville and Fort Salem, back with episode nine. Can you believe it? We are one episode away from the season finale. I don't want this to end. (laughs) Maybe that's why this episode is delayed this week. i just delaying the inevitable of saying goodbye to you guys, and honestly, I'm not ready Just say goodbye, I'm not ready to let go of this community that we've built this past season, and... I know you guys aren't either. I've seen the hashtags, okay? We've been pulling our friends into the shows. We've been promoting out the wayu. I know we got this. We got a season two. This finale is just going to push us over to a season two and I cannot wait to see it. And I cannot wait to experience it with you all. And I don't know. What do we have to talk about tonight? We have so much to talk about tonight. We have Tally and her struggles with what went on in episode eight. We have Rael and Scylla, Scylla and Anacostia. We have possibly a new boogeyman and what that might mean for everything that Alder has been doing, has done this episode. Ugh, the drama that's going to come with that is going to be chef kiss beautiful and i can't wait to see it and yes i will still be supporting her after this episode because i still see everything that she's been trying to do i'm sorry i stand elder so strong i can't not okay so prepare for that uh what else do we have we have the eulogy to talk about with Libba and abigail not going to get emotional. I swear I won't. Um, What else do we have? We have so much. We have so much to talk about. And I can't wait to get into it with you. So let's get into this episode. Episode 9, now known as Glass House of Motherland Fort Salem. I feel like I'm going to make a bold statement here. But I feel like our girls have gone off the end. They don't know what to do with motherland anymore there's has been so much deception secrets death you know i can understand why they don't know what to do and they're putting a lot of their hopes and their fears in people who have been here the longest i mean we have even gone through a semester of school and we've almost died twice so looking at Tally, Rael, and Abigail stressed, full stressed, about what to do, knowing that Elder kinda sacrificed a bunch of civilians and then lied about it on national TV. I I could see why they decided to go to Petra. Now I'm not the biggest fan of Petra, and maybe that's just because of the way she's treated Abigail throughout the season, even though she's her mom, but like all the pressure she's put on her this season. Maybe it's because I feel like she has it out for Alder, or maybe just because those are pretty much my main reasons for why I have issues with Petra. But when they decide to go and talk to Petra about what's been happening since Petra has a high standing uh, in the military right now and she's the best one to get change, I was kind of stressed. Because what is Petra going to do? She's very loyal to the army and no matter what Tally says and what she fights for about these civilians that have lost their lives to the military... Petra's going to say the same thing that Elder and everyone else has been saying. It's collateral damage. It's war. And when we revealed to her the truth, is that not what she said in the end? So clearly, Petra doesn't care. She's too loyal. She's been in here too long. You know, a couple lives lost to fight the spree, especially after they've been attacking your your family. Forget it forget it. So I, I saw the frustration. I saw frustration on Tally's face. I saw the resignation on Abigail's face. And then you clock into Raelle and it's like she just explodes. It's like word vomit just coming out of her mouth. And she's like, you know what? Fort Salem has been infiltrated by a spree. And who's the only spree that she knows that has been infiltrating Fort Salem? Scylla and I know all you Rael Scylla fans went off Angered that she would throw her ex-girlfriend under the bus like this, but listen, I get it We needed a reaction, but also you guys gotta remember the girl's hurt. She's angered. She's been used this entire season by a person she loves someone that she's finally trusted now to be stabbed in the back. She doesn't know what to feel. And we all know, we've seen Raelle this entire season. Her main response to when things don't go her way or when she's angered is she she pops off and she doesn't look at her consequences. She jumps first, talks later, <laughs> looks back later, like wonders if you're okay later. After the damage has already been done. And so this is just another moment of her lashing out, lashing out at her situation, lashing out at Scylla, lashing out at Petra's response. We needed a reaction. And what's one reaction that Petra can work with? The fact that the one place that she holds high and mighty above all is weak. And that is unacceptable. And now finding out that Scylla might be there? Okay, there's a problem. But you could also say, okay, we're gonna just tell Elder. Aldo will fix it, like we normally do, but now, also finding out that Scylla is still on the compound instead of in jail, well we've just broken so many laws already, have we not? And this is when we knew that Petra was a snitch! Like I could tell you from day one, this is why I knew Petra was always waiting for her moment to come through, to like jump in and and say I could run Motherland Fort Salem for years and years and fine and lift my name up as far as it can go, cause she goes and she snitches and she tells the president and of course, of course the president goes and confronts Alder and this might be Alder's last straw, might be her last straw because it looks like the president is not happy and is actually looking to make Petra the new head of Motherland Fort Salem, dethroning Alder after 300 years of service. The straight disrespect, straight disrespect and I honestly understand why Alder goes and the president to, you know, keep her standing, keep her spot, although it's hella illegal and has actually been a rule that Elder herself has put in place not to be used, I understand why she's done it. Because there's no one, not even the president, the 45th president that she has served, no less, that's going to take this school away from her, that's going to take her girls away from her, unacceptable unacceptable and if the girls thought they were stressed before finding out that nothing was going to happen to Elder after her little puppeting stint imagine the stress they're going to be in after when they find out that Elder knows what they did you don't think they're gonna have a hit on their back i mean i'm stressed for them we're gonna have to enforce some of these coping mechanisms that um some of the girls have been looking to do this Last couple of episodes, actually. I mean, look at Tally. She has been so stressed since the death of Libba and the mess that was City Drop. She's practically sleeping with Garrett every other day at the drop of a hat. I mean, there are more birds coming in and out of that window than Snow White. Was it Snow White? Tinkerbell? Cinderella? some disney character but oh my gosh this tally garrett relationship can we talk about this can we talk about the train wreck that is tally garrett and hillary like we know that mother and so fort salem they're a shameless community we have multiple husbands on the side it's fine they increase power it's great that part I'm a-okay with, but we also know what kind of person that Tally is, even though she's grown so much in the last couple episodes, so to see her just up and disregard everything that betrayal that Garrett has done to her in the last couple of episodes to just keep sleeping with him in her stress, I seriously hate it. I hate it so much, but then there was like a second this episode where I was like, okay, well, maybe. Maybe it's going to be okay, because Hillary doesn't care. It seems like they're okay with all of them being together. And you know what? I fully support any type of relationship you want to have on the show, whether it's monogamous, open, polyamorous, whatever. That's what brings me towards the show. Makes me like it so much. It's unique. It's free. It's fresh. But... The fact that Garrett didn't even have a conversation with Tally on how that would go. On the fact that Hillary knows. Such a man move. It's such a man move and I cannot believe Hillary even agreed to it. I mean, I guess maybe in her anger, she kind of didn't think about everything that was going on. Seeing as how she just got married and he's already cheating on her. But we only accept consensual three sons in this household, okay? And the fact that Garrett, okay, Tally's only sleeping with you to decrease stress. Why raise the levels, my friend? He can't even do the one thing that's probably the only thing he can do. And I'm so... Mad! I'm so mad about it because Tally deserves better. Tally deserves more. I wish we go back to the beginning of the season when Abigail gave us the great advice to go spread our wings and, like, see what we like and see if we don't like. And, you know, Beltane was the moment for us. And yet, Garrett, here we are. Did we not learn our lesson when we saw him talking to other girls in the beginning? <gasps> Wait. In the Beltane episode, was he talking to Hillary? I'm gonna have to go back and check. I have to go back and check because I need to know what level of messed up is this whole relationship. And honestly, at this point, I'm so done. You know who else is done? You know who else is done? Rail. Rail doesn't want to hear Scylla's name. Rayel doesn't want to see Scylla. Rail doesn't want to, she's practically put all of her stuff in a box and said to the left, and I don't know how I feel about this. In one point, I am kind of okay with Rail and Scylla taking a break, because we all know that they're going to be endgame, let's be honest here, but, but... The way they broke up, the way that Raelle just accepted the truth and how she's processing right now, the grief, even her, her pettiness and throwing around like what kind of person Silla is just so she can like, I don't know, release some of her anger that she has after everything that's happened. I love it. It's so real. It's so realistic. And I just, that was the one thing I was worried about that was going to happen in the show, that Rael would just forgive Scylla and and move on and they would just continue going on in a relationship, but the fact that the struggle is there, if anything, it's going to make their relationship stronger later on. However, in order to fix that, they're going to have to talk to each other, and it doesn't look like Rael is in the mood for that anytime soon. But the girls are pushing her to think about it. I mean, with the loss of Libba, you start putting in life in a whole different perspective. You could lose anyone any second and to have one chance to say one more thing to say i love you to to hold them one more ch- time before they die that's that's something you can never get back and Scylla's facing those those times we might not see Scylla in season 2 if she ends up shipped off to this new prison sentence they have set out for her But who knows, maybe Anacostia is going to save her. That relationship that we're seeing between Anacostia and Scylla Bloom is just I kind of love it. I love it because they're such polar opposites in a way that Rael and Scylla are not. Not in a romantic sense at all, but in a in a I don't know. Let's see, how can we say this? Maturity, I guess. a realness. I don't know about you, but you know that Anacostia is just looking to see how someone like Scylla can be who she is, end up where she is, with the spree no less. And I feel like it's because she sees so much of herself in Scylla. She sees someone who's lost, who is an orphan, looking for guidance, and she just found it in the wrong one. So maybe Anacostia thinks that she can change change her decision who, why she decided to be who she is and and join the spree but also I feel like right now Anacostia is seeing things with whole new eyes looking at the way Alder is is going about things in her stress in risking and sacrificing civilians lives and in, in sacrificing her unit's lives that she's Basically trained this entire season and to have her just put them in harm's way just for one point against the spree in this game that they have, it's like she doesn't know what to do. For so long she's seen the right and the wrong, the black and the white that motherland and the spree have divided for her to see that grayness start slipping in between both sides. I think she's looking for a perspective through Scylla because Scylla has seen both sides. Scylla has been in Motherland. She's fallen in love with another cadet. She's seen the goodness that motherland can do and and what it can have and the people it can put out. But she's also been with the spree and she's understood their side and has accepted their side in some sense, even though it's it's a little radical and a, a little dangerous for her life. She, she understands it and she still fights for it. She still is sacrificing herself for them to this day. And looking at the trailer for this Wednesday, you can tell that Anacostia is looking for answers so much more now than she ever has through Scylla because of everything that's going on with Elder. And I I can see the pain in in Anacostia's face and and seeing someone that you've supported for so long and trusted for so long in creating who you are and, and creating a foundation that you believe in crumble and she doesn't know what to do with that and realizing now that she might have to go against Alder that's going to change the game that's going to change the game because if you do go against Alder look at it from her perspective if she does choose to go against Alder Who's her other option? The spree? But is Anacostia really someone that would put aside everything that she's been taught for so long to join an organization that has killed countless? I don't think so. So I think she's debating what she should do right now. And maybe that's the spree or maybe that's just leaving Motherland altogether and creating a new foundation for herself or just protecting... The unit protecting Rael, Tally, and Abigail while she can because Elder is going to come for them, and Anacostia may not be able to protect them from what she does. And that's just going to be another notch in something that Elder is going to do that Anacostia doesn't believe in or at least support. And I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't know how they're going to break it all off in, in one episode, but it's it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot, especially because now, as Anacostia is supporting and looking to protect Scylla in her own way, you have Rael and the rest of the unit who have turned their back on Scylla officially now. So it's kind of like the tables have turned a little bit more, and you can tell that Anacostia is not going to get an ally in Rael to fight for Scylla seeing as that that scene that they have together where Rael finally confronts Scylla and asks her why why her why using her this entire time and betraying the trust that they've built and oh that scene was so good I loved it so much it even got me a little bit emotional just seeing how how angered and how hurt Rael was at everything that Scylla did because again Rael doesn't trust she doesn't trust the system she doesn't she didn't trust her unit when she first came in and Scylla was the only person that she had that had her accepting everything and and reaching out and changing and I don't know, being a more relaxed and trusting person and to have that be broken again, it's just like reverting her back to who she was when we first saw her enter motherland. And that must be something that she is just struggling with so hard now. Luckily, she does have her unit to rely on, um, right now, but I don't know. It's that kind of betrayal hits differently it does when it's someone that you love when it's someone that you're intimate with it just it hits in a whole different light but you can tell that Silla is trying, especially now that she's been caught. She's trying to break free from the spree and choose riel And she's let her know that she did choose her in the end. Instead of delivering her to the spree, she chose to sacrifice herself, whether to Motherland or to the spree, to protect riel And that hurt. That hurt. Her screaming like, I chose you in the end. Ugh! If there was ever a time for me to, like, ship this relationship it would be at that moment alone just because it's finally opened and everything is has come out into the light and they can actually start fresh and true without the hurt ah this is the one reason why I didn't like the relationship in the beginning because I knew Raelle was gonna get hurt in the end and I wasn't prepared for it I wasn't prepared for it and now there's more than Raelle just hurt Raelle's hurt Tally's hurt. Abigail lost her family because of Scylla and the spree. And Acostia's hurt. And she's turning towards Scylla. What what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Scylla has ingrained herself in so many people this season that like you can't lose her. So we're gonna have to break her out. Clearly. We're gonna have to break her out and we're gonna have to figure out what to do. Because we can't change her beliefs entirely. And at this point, maybe we shouldn't, because maybe Motherland isn't the best place. But we can't trust the Spree either. I don't know what to do, you guys. What do we do? Are we ready for a new generation that is without Motherland, that is without Alder? Can we make a new generation? I mean, we still have forces out there that are against us, whether it's the Spree or the new foe we might have now, the Carmarilla it looks like they may actually be the ones ripping out the vocal cords of all of our witches currently and I don't know how that makes sense seeing as how when Charvet died she did die with the spree there so maybe they are in working with the Carmilla or maybe it was like an outside job like I'm still trying to figure out how they might make a play because apparently that used to be something that they had done in the past as like a story told by by witches to to warn them off of using their powers and hiding themselves and protecting themselves it's that the Caramello excuse me if I'm saying this wrong I probably am a hundred times anyway that they would, they would steal their vocal cords since that's their biggest power. And just the way they talk about it in the show, it makes it sound like they're humans that have just been making an organization to fight against witches. And honestly, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they were just because there is a human uprising that is happening currently. And so we might have our backs against the wall with both the spray the caramilla, and now our own witches. Like... <laughs> What are we going to do? It's it's going to be a lot. And I don't know. I mean, it's a great setup for season two. But at this point, it's like, who do we fight? <laughs> who is leading everything? Are they working together? And also, with Elder making her big claim and her bold statement through the present that they're going to officially go on head to head to fight the spree, What is, like, are we going to kill a bunch of people that might not actually be doing the exact, like, no wonder they're coming after us officially now, we're doing too much. (sighs) It's the only time I'm going to critique Elder, and that is in not listening to everyone and just going straight to attack the spree to... Protect a group of people who do not care about her whatsoever and I'm talking about the Tareem I'm talking about how the Tareem does not care at all about Elder and what Elder can give them The girl is tired. I mean look at Kalita. Kalita was like, listen, we could all die tomorrow And I don't care as long as you don't get my powers. It's fine. And Adil is over here like, girl, what? <laughs> You're gonna let all of us die? <laughs> does that make sense? I don't know and so the point that Adil is actually looking towards Alder to save his people and Kalita's over here like no it's okay we can go it's hysterical to me and when uh, when Alder calls Kalita arrogant and they have their little show off again which I loved by the way I think it's so true because here you are alive and well thanks to Rael no less or thanks to Motherland for just Being a safe place that you can go to and and you're over here eating breakfast while your own people die and it's okay? Come on. Come on. Is that not selfish? It's selfish to me. And as someone who is a ruler, who is supposed to be looking over her own people and and protecting them, I feel like you would do whatever is in your power to protect them. And maybe she doesn't have to give Alder all of her her seeds or her vocal powers. And, and maybe Alder is dangerous right now and shouldn't know everything. But my God, at least think of the options, you know, like I'm stressed for you. I don't know. I don't know. And the, and the sad part is, the sad part is, is you know that the only reason Alda is really fighting for these people, really look, not it's not even for the seed. It's not even for the power. It's because she's lonely. She's lonely and she's looking for A group of people that remind her so much of her family that she had to watch die in front of her Reminds her so much of her sister that she Sacrificed everything for and you're telling me you're telling me you still think Alder is evil when you you listen to that And you you hear that she's really just looking for someone to like be her family again Especially when everyone is against her right now. Oh No No, I cannot. I can't. I love it. Uh, It's so good. It's so good. And I really do hope she finds that. And I might not be with the Tareem because if Kalita is at the head of the table, they probably still won't support her or give her the comfort that she needs. But if she really does end up pushed out of Motherland at the end of the day, no matter how season two ends up, I really do hope she retreats to the Tareem and they make an organization for her and she becomes like a sisterhood to them or something like that. I just want her to be happy. That's all I want. You can't tell me anything. Give Alder her family, okay? That's going to be my new hashtag. Alder needs her family back. <laughs> oh, man. Uh I think those are the kind of main points I really wanted to talk about with this episode. But, of course, I could not end this episode without talking about the eulogy that Abigail performed for Limba today. Or this episode, at least. And, oh my gosh. I loved it so much. I loved it because we finally get to see a true goodbye to Libba. Nothing fake that Petra could put on a piece of paper for Abigail to recite to all these people. But something that is... Them Like, even at the end of Libba's life and in the grave, Libba and Abigail can still have that relationship and that closure where she talks about how all the things that they used to do to one another because of this long rivalry that has been going on for generations and generations that they have just fallen into. And it's just she acknowledges that everything that they've been through has made each other stronger has made them want to push harder to be that number one and when she says what is it your sword your stone has like sharpened my blade or something like that tears tears rolling down because it was so good and even through through looking at Petra's face and the shock and just looking at Libba's mom and being like, oh my God, maybe this wasn't the right way to go. But seeing them, Petra and Libba's mom, just acknowledge the history of pain that they've put towards one another and have that closure even while Abigail and Libba have that closure that they had last episode. So good, so good. Honestly, I'm still upset that, Libba and Abigail are never going to have that friendship that I wanted them to have and we had a glimpse of that last episode and we lost it and it hurts it hurts me still um but also can you believe out of everyone they asked to do a eulogy for Libba they said Abigail as if they don't know the history that the swipes, the swipes and the, the bellwethers have had for years. So yeah, let's just have the enemy that they've had for so many years recite, you know, a eulogy as if they're friends. And <laughs> who decided this? If I was Limba's mom, I would have been so disrespected. <laughs> but Abigail did it so well. She did so well. She did it truthfully. Uh, it was raw. It was emotional. It was a proper send-off for our girl, and I'm going to miss Libba's wife. Um, Oh my gosh, that's pretty much all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for being patient with today's episode. I know it's late. I had a lot of things going on again, but I'm finally free from my educational obligations, and there are going to be a lot of changes in my life soon, so bear with me. Hopefully... I will see you for the season finale. I will be right there with you live tweeting at Show Talk Podcast. I will be looking for that hashtag Renew Motherland Fort Salem because we need a renewal for season two. I mean, I'm looking forward to it soon. So Freeform, if you're listening, we'd like a renewal. Thank you very much. Um, But yeah, yeah, I really loved this episode. I loved everything about it. I loved the closure I loved seeing emotion on Anacosta's face. I loved seeing just so much. Ah, oh, it's going to be a mess. The season finale is going to be a mess. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I can't wait to see it with you. So like always, thank you for listening. Um, like this episode, share it with your friends or not comment on it <laughs> or not. Um, but whatever you do, at the end of the day, just keep talking. Keep talking about this show. Keep talking about all the other shows that you love dearly. Because it's it's a comfort to me and I hope it's a comfort to you and everything that's going on in the world. And yeah. See you next time.